Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, hello, my dear listeners and friends. Welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shema Flora. And today we continue with our master plan series. You know, talking about this topic has me thinking a lot in terms of just working with master plans. Even talking about them makes me feel very vulnerable because there is a thought that goes in my head around, I do not have the ancestral education that I wish I had to speak of it. However, I do have the experience from being in the presence, working with them, and also being blessed with teachers and mentors that have the experience too to teach me about it. So it's so interesting as I continue the series with all of you and I read and I learn and I do my homework is just how profound and how deeply the lessons are coming my way. But anyways, today we are going to discuss and going to go a little bit deeper into who is eligible and who is a good fit to work with master plants? Why will indigenous and tribes work with master plants and how these plants can help you? So the first question that I'm going to answer is why would indigenous and people from tribes, people that work with plants, especially people from the Amazon, work with this powerful medicines. And like I told you in the previous episodes, what master plants are, we already went into it. So I'm just going to reiterate for those that haven't listened to the previous episodes. Master plants are plants that hold wisdom and knowledge from the earth. Each one of them have their own consciousness. Each one of them heal different aspects and teach different lessons. And a few months ago, I read this book. It's called The Three Halves of Inamoxo. The person that wrote this book is, I think his name is Cesar Calvo. I, I think, if not, just look it up. Is an incredible book that teaches about the Amazon warfare between shamans and the whole experience of working with ayahuasca. And the person that wrote this book, he's originally from Iquitos, he's an anthropologist. And as I was reading the book, I was learning about how these tribes, the indigenous, use the medicines like ayahuasca and master plants for very basic needs. So the first reason why they will work with plants, with master plants, would be to learn, to acquire 
the knowledge that the plan has for them to then be able to use that knowledge to one, help the tribe in whatever shape or form it needed to be helped. That could have been healing, that could have been protecting, that could have been um, fighting. They use the magic of the jungle, of the plants, to be able to give back to their communities. If you really think about it and you sit down and just go back in time where the indigenous lived in the jungle, there were tribes. If you study the history of some of the tribes, some of them were very passive. There were just nomads going in and going out, but some of them were actually not passive. They were aggressive. They will fight for territory. They will steal and take other tribes, women and food and things like that. So what they did is they had someone in the tribe, a maestro, a shaman, a curandero, a person that will put themselves in the line to work with ayahuasca and master plants to get the knowledge, to get the information. So what happens when you diet a plant is that, like I said previously, you commune with the spirit of that plant. So when you commune with the spirit of the plant and eventually you become friends, they become allies, they are now part of your team, they're there to support you. They're there to help you. So, for example, there is one master plan called Chuchuwasi. And when you diet this plant and you work with the spirit of this plant, then you acquire certain level of abilities where you can communicate with the plant and the plant can do favors and, and can actually, the spirit can do things for you. Another example that I can add is when I met the maestra that I work with right now, she told me something that I'm very happy that she did because I didn't know. And she said to me, she said, Jimena, as you continue working in the space of having a healing center and hiring shamans, you got to be very mindful of the maestros or shamans that you work with. And I said, what do you mean? And then she said, you never want to upset a shaman. You want to make sure that they are as content as they can be. Because shamans, maestros, they diet a lot of plants. They have like maybe 10 and they're constantly dieting. It's not like, okay, I got my number, I'm done, then I'm just going to do my thing. They're constantly communing with it because that's how they grow. That's how they learn. That's how they deepen their knowledge. Also, the plants give them Icaros. The songs that you hear in ceremonies, people are like, what are Icaros? Icaros are songs that that the maestros or the shamans are gifted by dieting the plants. And these are the songs that they use in ceremony to navigate the medicine. And each Ikaro has its own property. Some Ikaros are to bring light into the space. Some Ikaros are to cleanse the body. Some Ikaros are to fight. Some Ikaros are for love. Every Ikaro has a different meaning and it comes from a different diet that they have done. In the Shapivo traditions, the Ikaros are not passed down. 
um, from one generation to another. That's not how they do it in the Shapibo tradition. In the Shapibo tradition, the Ikaros are taught to you by the plant. So when you die at the plant and you go in isolation and you commune with the plant and then you go and close your diet, which we'll get into it when I talk about the process of it, that's when the Ikaros start coming alive. But it's a whole process. So when she said that to me, she said, Jimena, it's not that the shaman would do do you any harm. It's not like the shaman will intentionally do something to harm you. However, the feeling that the shaman of the maestro experience of not being recognized or not this or not like whatever feelings they experience, um, the plants that they have diet, their allies can feel them too because they're connected to the person. So because they're allies, they're protectors, then they will take justice in their own hands. Think about it this way. You tell your best friend that someone broke your heart, that someone did something that harmed you in a certain way, that you feel certain way, that you're just so sad and you're so destroyed and devastated. There are some of us that take matters into our own hands and look for that individual to cause it harm or pain. That's the same thing that happens with master plants. When you diet them, they become your allies. So they protect you of any harm, of any pain or anything. So this is another reason why they will diet them, to protect them, to have those spirits with them all the time. Some of them did it for power. So, you know, there were so many reasons for them to do it. But most likely it was to acquire that information so they can use that information and then translate it in whatever way they need it in that moment for the tribe. Was it healing? Was it power? Was it protection? Was it fighting? And, you know, and the list goes on and on depending of what they were. So that's how and that's why um, indigenous would use master plans. And, and just... A, Big reminder to all of you, a lot of the information that I'm giving you is specifically directed to Peru because that's where that information, that's where the information comes from, me. I do have a plan to bring Gabby. You guys met her. She has that. She has done master plans in Brazil. The way they do them there is very, very different the way they do it in the Chapivo tradition. So I'm just giving you, like I said the other day, a very tiny a small percentage of information about this topic because this topic goes abroad. There is so many indigenous tribes in the world um, that they probably have their own way, their own tradition of working with things. And again, tradition evolves as we go too because evolution. But anyways, that's besides the point. Now, second thing, who is eligible or a good fit to participate in master plan diets. This is really, 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 really important. Really important. Because as you heard me say previously, right, master plans were consumed by indigenous for what I said, protection, healing, um, helping the tribe, for them to have that knowledge. But now, in this Western world, they're becoming popular. 
And people are using them for different things. People are using them for healing their traumas. People are using them for healing their illnesses, their disease. I just recently had a client that went down there to diet one of the plants that is called Uchu for her to heal her Lyme disease. I had another client earlier in the year that also went down there to heal a physical illness. So now in the Western world, they're being used for different purposes. However, they are very challenging to work with. There is master plans that are very mellow, let's put it that way. And in reality, they can be because the, the plan gives you what you need, not what you want. So for example, the first two master plans that I diet was ajo sacha and bovinsana. And to me, they were mellow. <laughs> they were, I had my challenges, but it wasn't like I was blind or that my legs couldn't move or the cha- the physical challenges to, to work with the plants wasn't debilitating. However, I had other stories of someone working with bovinsana and they had a really hard time. So you really don't know what you're going to get when you sit with a plant, with a master plant. You have no idea. You can hear what other people's experience have been and what they experience. But it's like you meeting someone new and thinking that the relationship that you're going to develop with that new person is exactly the same relationship that someone else developed with that person. Relationships, the way we develop them, are individual to the person, to the experience. There are similarities to it. Like, for example, if you were to meet me in person and someone would have talked to you about me before you met me, they will have some bias about it. They will tell you, things about me, good and bad things. However, if you allow that information to judge and cloud your experience of me, then you're predisposing yourself to what's going to happen. However, you can use that information to have a reference point, but not let that information determine our experience when we meet. The same thing is when you diet master plants. Like I said, every single person has a different experience. There are similarities in terms of like what the plan does, but the way you experience is going to be completely unique to your own experience. So with that being said, the first thing a person that wants to diet a master plan needs to do before they ever diet a master plan is to sit with ayahuasca at least once at least once. You got to go to the jungle. You got to sit with ayahuasca, do your ayahuasca ceremonies. And then after that, if you truly want to do a master plan, then go for it. Because even though master plans are not psychoactive, the experience that you go through can be so intense that you need to have that stamina to work with plants. If not, it will be very challenging for you to do that. So if you hear about master plans, you have never worked with ayahuasca and you want to do a master plan, 
give yourself the opportunity to work with ayahuasca first. And then after you work with ayahuasca, then you can do a master plant. Two, an individual or a person seeking for spiritual and personal growth. Master plants are so powerful because the structure and the isolation that a person goes through. And the thing is the insight that you get when you're doing a master plant in the isolation and the whole experience. Honestly, if you have done a papasana, it's actually really similar plus the master plant. So plus working with spirit. So at the end of it, the transformation that a person experiences after master plan, I've never experienced anything like it. I've done so much transformational work in the last six years of my life, like a ton loud. And the growth that I got from my master plans, it like quadrupled anything that I ever done in my life. So they're extremely, extremely, extremely powerful. Also, those that are looking to heal like something as specific, like I said before, some individuals seek to work with master plans as like an alternative medicine. Like I told you, I had someone that wanted to heal limes. There is also uh, other plants that heal HPV and HIV. So there is all of those other aspects too that the master plants can help with. Also, people that are open-minded and prepare. You got to have the mindset to do this. It, it, this is not a toy. This is not a game. This is not a play. This is serious work, really, really serious work. So you got to be committed. You got to be set clear in what you want to do. It just can't be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do a master plan. No, there is a preparation that comes into place. There is a before, during, and after. It's, it's a long process. To diet a master plan, it takes more than 10 days. 10 days is just how long you're being isolated. But after that, you get 30 days of post-dieta, and there is a whole process to it. Also, someone that has a good physical and mental health. And when I mean good physical, I mean that you are able to withstand, for example, not eating for a couple of days, that you are okay with being isolated by yourself. Someone that has the stamina, the mental and the physical stamina to do it. Because like I said, it's a lot a lot. The, the shaman that I work with right now, the way she does her master plans is you go in a water fast for four days and all you drink is the medicine. Other shamans don't do that, but she does that. And if you don't have the stamina to not eat for four days, it's going to be really hard. So that is really, really important. It's crucial, crucial, crucial to have that, that on, on your, on your checklist of things. Um, Someone that is respectful and responsible. This is really, 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 really important because you got to respect the tradition. You got to respect the rules and you got to be responsible. Like I told you guys, when you do a master plan, you're signing a contract with a spirit. If none of you have ever signed a contract with a spirit, let me tell you, it's serious. Is, is, is much more serious than signing a contract in the real world. You break that contract, I promise you, there will be consequences. 
I promise you. I'm not crazy. I'm not making this up. I'm not talking out of like fairy mode. No, it's serious. I've seen it. I know people that have broke diets. And let me tell you, you do not want to be on that receiving end. It's the worst experience that a human being can go through. Your whole life shatters in front of you. So you got to be respectful and you got to be responsible to follow through everything that goes. Once you choose to do it, once you're in the jungle, once you go through your ayahuasca ceremony and then you have that cup in your hand, there is no turning back. There is no turning back. It's not like, nope, I'm done. It's like you being in Six Flags and getting into a roller coaster and then being halfway through and being, excuse me, can you please stop? Because I can't keep going. There is no turning back. It's also important that you have a support system. You guys heard our call with uh, Sean. It's really important that you have a support system, that you have people that you can talk to, that you can communicate, that you could rely on, that can help you through the process. And also people that have done their research. You need to know where you're going to be doing this. I had a client that she dieted three plants in one three plans in one. And the person that did her diet apparently knew what it was doing. But on March, when she went down to the center, little we find out that her diet was actually not a good diet. It was a bad diet. And all three plans have been fighting inside her. So her fear, her uncertainty, all of the things that she's been feeling, actually, they don't come from her. They come from the plans that reside in her. So really, really, really important for you to do your research, for you to know who you're working with, and for you to know what to expect in the sense of like the process. Where do they get the medicine from? Has the shaman diet that plan? Like it's really important that they know, and I mean they, the person that is going to do it, to understand what the plan can give you. And how the maestro or the maestra will give you that information too. So do your research. Make sure that the places that you're going are going to be in integrity that are traditional and that respect the medicine and they know what they're doing. Because remember, like I keep saying, this is becoming a market. Because it's becoming a market, it's becoming a business. Because it's becoming a business, a lot of people want to make money. They don't want to help they want to make money. So you want to make sure that you work with people that want to help, that their main, main driver for their business is to help people not to make money, to help people. And as they, as they help people, they make money. That's the right equation. So vet, vet the retreat centers that you're going, talk to the people, ask questions, get curious. So that way, when you choose to embark on this powerful journey of working with plant medicines, you are certain that everything is set up in a way that you are going to win. So by the end of your experience, not only you have an incredible ally as part of your squad, but you also get the most out of your experience and your healing. So with all that being said, 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I enjoy a lot talking about this topic today. Sending you all of you so much love. I hope that you enjoy listening the episode. And also, if you have any questions, any concerns, anything at all, remember you can find me at Shaman Flora or you can email me at info at shamanflora.com. I'll be there and I will answer any questions that you have. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode where we'll talk about how can the medicine help you and what is the process for a master plan. And I will go into details from A to Z on how my master plan was executed and how other master plans are executed. Thank you so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.